Hey guys, Bill here. Thank you for checking out another podcast. Before I get started, I want to give a strong, solid shout out to my biggest, strongest, most solid supporters, the fine folks at Iron Asylum Gym. If you're interested in a, a place to go work out, that is certainly a place to work out. They have all the tools for uh, for your preventative maintenance as well as getting them good-ass gains. So if you're interested in getting some of them good-ass gains, that's a place to go get your sweet-ass some good-ass gains. All right, they've got free weights. They've got all kinds of cool machines for you to work out your trapezoidals, your quadazoidals, and your biceptazoidals. All right, if you're trying to get jacked and tanned, they can help you get jacked. They don't have a tanning room that I'm aware of. However, if you really want to tan, there are lots of places uh, in, in my town, Soldatna or, or Kena, really all over the peninsula to go get a tan. Uh, and I'm sure that wherever you live, if you don't live on the Kenai Peninsula, like let's say you live in Utah, like Trucker Dave, uh, I'm sure there are places to go tanning there as well. However, why look artificial? It's the winter. All right. Um, other solid supporter, 5150 Vapes. They are your vape super center on the peninsula. They've got well over 200 different types of juices there. I don't think there's any place on the peninsula uh, that, that has anywhere near the uh, number of juices. If you're looking to quit smoking, that is a place to go to get you some blueberry juice to get you off of the smoking tobaccos. All right. Uh, they also have CBDs. So if you are looking for a place to go get some CBDs or interested in learning about CBDs, I'm going to be learning about CBDs during the month of November. So uh, I'll be learning about those. I'll be learning about all kinds of stuff while we're turning off the uh, the, uh, the the uh, devil's lettuce intake for the month of November. We're going to be coming back to the sweets as well. Uh, I know some of you guys are ta- and, and gals and others, bless your heart, you sweet ass others uh, who are taking the month off from... I don't know, from sweets or, or from uh, booze, whatever it is that you're taking a month off to uh, to enjoy the fast with me, I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Uh, so, again, solid thank you to Iron Asylum Gym. If you are looking for a place to work out, look them up on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Iron Asylum AK, and see if they've got something for you. One of my favorite things about the gym, by the way is that if you want to become a member, you've got to talk to the owners. You got to talk to Brandon and you got, or you got to talk to his, uh, his wife, Jelani, if you want to become a member. So there you go. Like you, you at least got to go through somebody, not like somebody who's trying to sell you something like they're, I mean, they're trying to sell you membership, but at the same time, if they don't want you, you know, they can just tell you that, yeah, ain't, ain't going to work out for us, you know? Or something. I don't know. It's privately owned. I don't know how any of that works. Maybe they can't kick you out. Maybe they can. I don't know. I'm sure there are rules for that sort of thing. But if there are rules for them, then the fine folks at Iron Asylum, they are rule abiders. Uh, you, you know that when you walk into the, uh, into the gym and you see the list of rules that include, uh, train, don't work out, listen to the music loudly, grunting is absolutely acceptable. So if you're looking for a place to work out and make weird noises, that's a place you can do that, man. All right. It's also 24-hour access. So there you go. If you've got a, a weird energy surge at 2 o'clock in the morning, you can go there and, uh, and get that uh, get that out of you. All right. Also, again, 5150 Vapes, your Vape Super Center. They've 
just a, they've just got a really cool place to uh, to check out if you are into CBDs or if you are into um, well, if you're looking for one of those little palm oil heat vapor thingies, they've got those as well. They're made of rubber um, from a company called uh, Mig, and uh, yeah, so. You know, if you drop it, you're way less inclined to break it. I don't know about you, but I have dropped one of those uh, uh, vape pens, the the the, the glass uh, the glass top with the oil. I've dropped that, it shattered, and you're out. You know, like fifty, sixty bucks. I mean, if you if you bought a, a gram of of uh, oil, I mean, that's well over a hundred bucks in many cases. Uh, if you live in Alaska, you know, and that's a that's a loss. That's a real loss. Any way you cut it, that's uh, if you're a, a drinker, that's a that's I don't know, it's like a sixty bottle, a sixty dollar bottle of boots. So, um, yeah, well, there's there's one way to look at it. All right, so uh, they've got the little MIGs, they're uh, they're rubberized. So if you drop it, yeah, it's a uh, it's much safer than if it's uh, just in one of those heavy ass uh, C cell batteries. It falls, it breaks, it shatters, and you're out your oil, you're out of money. And, uh, yeah, so you get your little palm guy and, you know, that way if you drop it, it's not such a big deal. All right. There you go. Also, shoot. Schnikes. By the way, coming up, got to plug this. Comedy dates, comedy dates, comedy dates. November 16th, uh, coming to Don Jose's in Soldatna, Andy Hendrickson, Angie Stubbs, and Cass Smiley. Andy Hendrickson has written for 30 Rock. He's written for David Letterman. He's written for Craig Ferguson uh, and and a host of other comedians. And anyway, he's a very funny guy. You can look him up online. Uh, he does, uh, I guess it's Dry Bar Humor is uh, the YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, they got a lot of stuff over there. That uh, A lot of his stuff, he's, you got a good sample. There's a lot of stuff to look at before you go see him at Don Jose's or at Four Royal Parker. So there you go. You have two options, two places to go see them. Uh, just go, go see them. Uh, Cat Smiley is the, was the Anchorage Press comedian of the year. And if you have not had the opportunity to check her out, these are two, two fantastic opportunities. One with your family and then one in the 21 and up show, which will include some of our fine local talent. All right. We're looking at seven o'clock showtime. For the family show at Don Jose's, and we're looking at probably I don't know, nine or ten o'clock at uh, Parker's a little bit later around. All right, if there is someone that you think I should talk to, by all means, uh, send me an email, wokenbakedpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'd love to have a conversation with them if, uh, if I agree that there's someone that I, I think I should talk to. Uh, and that goes for all kinds of topics, man. If you have a, a topic that you think should be addressed on the podcast, dude, ma'am, other, I want to discuss it. I, I'm always up for having my opinions changed or, or even discussing my ideas and thoughts uh, with anyone who's willing to uh, exchange their thoughts and ideas with me. So... Coming up, uh, we'll have uh, old, old Crazy Karen. Some of you may know Crazy Karen uh, from the Gulf Coast uh, Democrats. She was one of the first people that I met on the Kenai Peninsula, and she gave me a Bernie Sanders sticker. That was pretty damn cool. So thank you. Thank you, Crazy Karen. Who, by the way, she goes by Crazy Karen. You know, she'll she'll take that name. Bless her heart. She's a, she's a very loud, outspoken, very liberal woman. But she's also very cool, and she's uh, willing to sit down and share her thoughts and opines 
with me. So uh, that'll be coming up very soon uh, after the elections. We'll uh, we'll talk to her, but more to come. Hopefully, with uh, with your favorite uh, muscle bound monster, Brandon Miller, talking to him this month as well. So uh, lots of stuff coming up. Uh, if there, again, someone you want to talk to, send me a message, and we'll go from there. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, right now it is my conversation with Dolly Phelps. Dolly Phelps and her husband Jeff own Peace Frog Botanicals out of uh, Nikiski, Alaska. And their hybrid platinum huckleberry cookies uh, came in at the uh, bronze, got the bronze medal at the High Times Cannabis Cup uh, this year in um, well, close to Anchorage, Settlers Bay. So congratulations to Jeff and Dolly. We talked a little bit about that. We spoke a little bit about the current, uh, current tax situation and the coming changes to the cannabis tax code, uh, that will be coming around on the 1st of January. So without any further idea, Trap Lord Circuit, take it away. Shout out to Gas Station Coffee. No, shout out to the gas station across the street, um, which, by the way, uh, today we are recording in the break room of um, the office office space, uh, the break rooms next door, the office space of 5150 Vapes, because we are joined by world champion Mayberton. Yeah. Uh, May you want to come in a little bit? All right. We're also doing this without... um, Without a, a microphone. Well, we have the, clearly the microphone on the phone, but we are doing it without the additional microphone because I don't know where it is. I lost it. Hopefully so. it didn't grow legs. Hopefully it didn't grow legs. Little think, kid legs. Man, I don't think it grew little kid legs. It might have. Little kid legs. I, I didn't pay much for it, so I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not... Um, it's it's not like if, if it grew little kid legs like a little like what's a little kid gonna do? It's just you're telling me it's not a thousand dollar microphone you bought. No, no, it was like it was like eight bucks. It was an Olympus. In fact, if you're a listener of the the show and you enjoy the show enough, you can you can help us out here. We're we're in the process of of putting together like an actual. That's that's an actual. We'll, we'll get there later. Let's get back to the main topic. Let's get back to the main topic, yes. which is the guest was May Britain. Yay. Yay! May Britain, a jiu-jitsu uh, Masters World Champion in a growing the... Growing baby. A growing <laughs> baby. World Jiu-Jitsu Champion. No, still growing. Uh, thank you very much for having me, I guess I should say. Well, thank, thanks At for... At the vape, 51 vape. 5150, well, 5150. Right? I'm not a vapor, sorry. It's good. I'm getting it. 515. 515. I like that. 101. <gasps> 101 vapes. Yeah, we do a cartoon. Oh no, we couldn't do. You couldn't do a cartoon. You no. would. You would not be able to do a cartoon because I'd shut you shut down the minute. You, you would go to jail. <laughs> they would actually. They would send you to jail, really? and you would never see your children. You wouldn't see any children again if you. If you know. You know what? I, I really hope that no one decides to 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 donate or, or put together a quick commercial for 101 vapes that involves like a cartoon with like barking vapes. There are some things that are in the vape industry that are funny. Like they have one juice company that is uh, You guys speak up. There's one juice company out there that actually comes in a Capri Sun package. You actually rip the top of the Capri Sun open to get the juice out and they're like Oh, we ain't working towards kids. Oh yeah, no, that's bad. Yeah, by yeah. the way, FDA shut them down. Well, I'm 
That, that is- that's heavy. Like that's really that is you should it you should be shut down. <laughs> SpongeBob Squared Juice was a company that shut down as well. Oh, by the way, uh, shout out to I feel so bad for not knowing his name. Uh, rest in uh, rest in power. Uh, the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants passed away oh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Sad moment for everybody. Yeah, he uh, well, he'd been sick for a while. He had uh, he had ALS. Now I was curious. I heard once that they actually proved over the course of years that the more you watch SpongeBob, which were getting like lower IQ points as they watched it longer. I was like, that's messed up. So I a lot of SpongeBob. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I think sense, but you're on a business. <laughs> I don't, that don't mean nothing. You're motivated. Yes. It motivates you. But, yeah, but but okay, so where did he work? Who? SpongeBob. Sponge. Was his he, he worked in was the Krabby Patty. Was it the Krabby Patty? Yeah. yeah. The Krusty Krab? The Krusty Krab. Well, I don't I don't know that. He I made never the watched Krabby Patties. Yes, he, he did. He was a cook. He was a cook. I just wanted the guy who thought that name was hilarious. The Krusty Krab. <laughs> Man. <laughs> to put a little absorbent pad inside there to work. <laughs> oh, man. In case you have an oil spill. So get up. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Rest in power, man. <laughs> like, that's how you know they took you serious as an artist. Right. No, I mean, like, think about this the impact, like, that that dude had. Like, He's a the, SpongeBob is a character like nobody has really bad years. nobody has bad memories of mm-hmm. though like nobody was like you know what I hate SpongeBob Square nobody if you hate SpongeBob SquarePants it says more about you they made a movie where SpongeBob they, they made it like a they real made theater mo- movie yeah like and that's how you know like <laughs> it like it that dude capitalized on his on his little idea there and I, I I guarantee you like he was sitting around with his buddies and he was like I got a funny idea and it's, so one of his buddies one of his buddies who was probably the stoner said you need to run without idea and anyone who talks you out of that is a is a is a loser. And <laughs> we only you only need the one friend. Yeah, you need the dumbest idea ever. Your friend's like, dude, solid, run with it. Yeah, sometimes it backfires and fucks everything up, but other times it works out great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, just the character so much about SquarePants. There was, I think that, that someone was, in, you know, de- definitely. Oh, he was definitely. They were def- They were definitely connected. Like there was, I don't know. I've done zero research. They weren't high on just on weed. I, don't, I mean, I, I have done zero research into this. And if you have done a lot of research and you are offended by our, our line of, man, just don't take it seriously. SpongeBob SquarePants gave to the world like like I will never. All right. Like right. Uh, SpongeBob is an ambassador to the world. All right. SpongeBob is big in every country. You can you can go to places where people hate America and they love SpongeBob. He brought back the sponge. I mean, don't take things serious. I have a model I heard years ago. Don't take life too serious. We'll get alive. Man, so I had um <laughs> when I was in the Air Force, there was uh, there was a commander who was like he was ripping some. some some chicks that like they messed up. Ah, oh, dude. They these girls like they here was there his was, wife they, didn't like him. He was just <laughs> woman hating. Don't it, don't be fooled. 
them <laughs> chicks could have farted the right way and would have still been mad at them. Okay, well, they, they broke um, they, they broke our little curfew thing. How many guys did that? Oh, they, those guys got hammered too, but these girls went out and got tattoos. Um, <laughs> that's even better. See, they were proving themselves. They, they, these girls have great stories now. I mean, like, that's they didn't, like, they didn't, like, get Article 15s and die, but, like, after he crushed them, he said, you know, this is okay, nothing in life is terminal. And I, like, and I really, that that's one that's always stuck with me. Nothing in life is terminal. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that I caught recently was, um, we are the... That's not true. Um, you just die from ALS. That was probably, like, two years of life. Done. So that's <laughs> true. I'm just saying. That's not true. <laughs> Jeez, that was great. I'm sorry. No, no that's, that's sorry. great. That's that commander was wrong. <laughs> I was, I, I really, I'm really glad I didn't get that as a tattoo. Um, <laughs> The other one, so you know, it's like, yeah, you're wrong. The, the other one, I've got to go go back and look at it because it came from a conversation. Um, was um, some of the effect of we are the receptacle of um, we are the byproduct of our ancestral metabolism. So think about like everything that came before you, right? came to be and, and you are you are what is there okay you are you are the sum product of every you are the the, the the last of everything right so right now you can you can make your life whatever you want it to be because I I tend to really believe that we are probably the, the last generation of grandparents okay um, it's so it, I just want to clarify what you're saying here we are the byproduct of what is happening from the Everything in our ancestry before. Yeah. So our ancestry is for me and you, Bill. Probably sucked. Hers was badass fighters. Oh, oh yeah. We did and the we, yo-yo. And we, we made the yo-yo popular. Filipinos used it to hit birds, monkeys. Really? So we take Some your weapon. guy goes over there. He's like, oh, kid's toy. So we take your yeah. weapon and make it a toy. Really? Right. Yeah. Look it up. It's true. I'm like, oh, the white guy did it. Of course, you know. Plain white. White Sorry. Board. <laughs> He did. He took over like SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, the yo- before the, the before SpongeBob, and it there was, was terminal. The <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of terminal, um, if someone has, if if one of your teammates is practicing and they have a, a choke on, not clearly not like a, like an arm submission, do you ever let them sink it in? Do you ever go under on purpose? Yeah. Do you ever like? Oh, to try it? Yeah. If they're choking you, you just like, oh, it took me out today. When I was a white belt, I was more stupid. Now you're like, A little stubborn. I'm like, no. (laughs) Because I want to enjoy rolling for a long time. And so many chokes. I smoke a lot of weed. (laughs) (laughs) Enough oxygen. (laughs) Don't need extra oxygen removed. (laughs) So what got you started? That's not comfortable. (laughs) What got you started in that? Uh, I used to smoke cigarettes, believe it or not, and I was 35, and I was sleeping, and then I heard my I heard this wheezing sound, you know, and I was like, what the hell is that noise? And it was my lungs, <laughs> and it kind of freaked me out. Wow. And so I was pregnant with my youngest female, and she uh, 
you know, none, every time I was pregnant, I couldn't stand the smell of cigarettes. So it's never been like a love affair. And she, I don't know, after I, after I had had her, just decided I wasn't going to continue smoking. I actually asked Jesus to help me out with that. So he totally did. And I said, I'm a, I'm a spazzy kid. So he knew I needed something. Well, I worked mental health, which was kind of crazy. You know, I worked around a bunch of people that I thought was normal. Right here? Yeah. Right down the road. Let's see, we're in Saldana. So yes. Yeah. Over there at CPC um, Watts Homestead, you know, I worked there with a guy named Charlie Karen, who is the one long Jew wonder out there. Yeah, Charlie Karen. Love yes, Charlie. Dude, Shout out a, to the, the, the very cool, badass. very awesome, awesome. very he's wonderful Charlie Karen. Okay, dude, so. I'm never angry. It's hilarious. He is. He's, he's like the, the best. master. Yeah. He's, he's a very good Jew. cool. He's, he's a good Jew. He just stays <laughs> totally mellow. <laughs> but he, because we worked together, he said he was going for a fight there at the uh, AFC and. He said, come watch, you know, because he knew I was quitting smoking and everything. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I went and watched, and I was like, dude, I could do that. I could try that. Because I grew up in San Diego, Oceanside, a bunch of Mexicans chasing me. No. Shut <laughs> down. down. Shut down to the Mexicans in Oceanside. <sighs> Small ones, too. <laughs> yeah. no. uh, Represent. Represent. Oceanside. But Charlie was like, come in. And he had a bo- uh, buddy named Rob Couture. Yep. And so Rob and him had a little group together. And so I hung out with them and I really liked it. And at that time, I was pretty much the only female. They did a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know shit about wrestling. Growing up in Oceanside, you never wanted to be on the ground. That was like a no, no. So, dude, you're going to get stomped. They're going to kick you. It was painful. I was on the ground one time. It sucked. <laughs> only <laughs> once. It's only once. Only once. Learned, Filipinos learn fast. Nope, nope. We so, don't go there. Was that back when Rob was doing theater of pain? Down yes. Okay. Yes. I actually I actually have one of those coats in my shed I saw because I was one of his buddies. So, I got one of the coats. Oh, yeah. And, but so, I, I you know... Jimmy Miller, there was, yep. um, and then we had uh, Brandy uh, Grecky. Grecky. Yeah, yes. I had the Grecky brothers. He had his brother. Colton. Not just Colton. There was a younger brother. Of Shout out to Colton. He's fighting. Fighting on uh, December 9th. He's got December an exhibition. 8th. Uh, December 8th. I apologize. Um, uh, yeah. He's so fighting Dorothy. The fight before Christmas. Yeah, he's fighting Dorothy. Uh, Cody Smith exhibition match. Now, I know what some of you listening are thinking. Isn't Colton Grecky like... 50 pounds heavier. At least. <laughs> That's why this is an exhibition. So you were back then, because I remember back then, uh, a lot of those guys I know personally, and Rob, and all them, and I Charlie. I and- the one chick. Nice. And hats off to those guys, because because of their wrestling, I really learned a lot about wrestling, because I spent a lot of time on the bottom, or in midair. Brandy has an extremely awesome... Shot. <laughs> the guy could be ten feet it's from flexible. you, looking at you, smiling, and then you are in midair. Also, very flexible. Oh, very oh flexible. God. And they didn't. I mean, they weren't like dicks. You know, they, and some of them could uh, hit me and make it very bad. But they played with me enough that I could handle females my size. You know, so 
but I didn't learn a lot of ground game with them. Okay. So I did slack. Wrestling and jiu-jitsu, there is a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. So, and I had a lot of females have certain issues. Some guys do too. I don't want to sound sexist. You know, if you were like claustrophobic, you might have had abuse issues or whatever. And so certain positions get you into a very closed position and you struggle with that. So for me, I'd rather punch somebody than you know, be on the ground choking or submitting them. We do a thing. I like to wrist lock. We call it sniper. Oh. Anyhow, I shouldn't probably said that, but we do. <laughs> Anyhow, but so my ground game lacked. I I don't know what happened, actually, how it happened, but I end up being with Isaac. Shout out to Isaac Costa. I probably messed up his last name. I always do. But I end up meeting up with Isaac because my gym closed down and there was um, Rob took off yeah. and everybody kind of went their own direction mm -hmm. right so I didn't have anywhere to really train and I still had wanted to do that training and the guy who bought the fight show owned a little gym there off of Funny River I think it's called Industrial Ave mm -hmm. I can't remember that guy's name he was a short guy I think he was Rob's accountant. Anyhow, he bought that fight club. Isaac was there getting ready for a fight, and he was the more experienced person in the club, in that room, so he ended up being the coach. And then Isaac ended up just doing, I guess, what God kind of called him to do, and opening up his own place. George ended up, uh, I think George started uh, Nogi. We start, all started Nogi MMA, because I think that's mostly what Isaac was showing us but a lot more ground game. Because I want to say he was a blue belt at that time. Or he had just got his blue belt, but he used to sleep in the Gracie parking lot, <laughs> like a lot. And he would train, and then he would come down here to because he had a fiance. So he would come and hang out, and then he'd go back up there and train. And I believe he's still in the Army, and then he retired or whatever. But he trained for a while, but he was our coach. And he decided to stick with coaching. And then George talked him into the gi. So it all kind of blended in how everything turned out, how I got into jiu-jitsu. Because Isaac's, I'd have to say Isaac would be the reason and George would be the reason that I started the gi game. Because Isaac was my MMA coach yeah. for after Rob, you know. And there was a dirt bag. And I'll say he's a dirt bag. His name was Ken Wake. He was up here. And he used to coach, I probably shouldn't say, anyhow, he used to coach down in Homer. He is a dirty coach. So there's good coaches and there are dirty coaches. And he's a dirty coach. Rob is a good coach. He didn't know a lot, but he, he would try. He was immature. Isaac is an awesome coach. He has never, he would never put his fighters in any position he knew that they were not ready for, no matter what you could pay him. He's not going to do that because he knows that that person has a life, you know, there's a, and plus you're representing his coaching. I mean, think, you know, and he wouldn't want that for himself. So I took that to like heart. Mm -hmm. I knew that he would never put me in a position. He did not know I could not handle, not saying that I didn't think I could handle it, but Isaac knows my uh, weakness and my um, 
lack of confidence in certain things. So he likes to be like the little brother that kind of kicks you out. You know, this is my toy. And he's kind of that. He'll push and push, but he's never pushed me to a point of, of you're not ready for that, you know, and, and know that I'm not ready and put me in a position. Okay. He's always, I spent two years crying underneath him in a really, because he worked through a lot of issues of, of, uh, that claustrophobic abuse thing I told you that some people struggle with, male or female, people struggle with that. And so everybody deals with it very differently. So mine was always very, uh, you know, I'll stay standing. I am not going to be on the bottom because that meant that person had total control and it only took their shirt to come over my face to set that whole little kid syndrome off. And you would just, I would just shut down. I just wanted to punch you right away. So I spent a lot of time crying, but he never brought me to the point of breakdown. You know, there's a difference. Okay. He brought me to a point like there's a verse in scripture where God will take, you know, a vase and it's all broken and cracked. And he's like this potter. He makes it better. So in the old days, they used to put like honey and wax or whatever to fix the, uh, the cracks, but it was never complete. So God, he puts like the real plaster over that. He corrects whatever. And so sometimes you got to put yourself in the fire to bake that crack to make it strong and seal, you know, but never to the point where you blow it up. You know, you have a little air pocket in there. You can blow that beautiful thing up and it's crazy. So Isaac never pushed it to a point of me just shutting down. Like, and that can happen to anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. You just Mm -hmm. shut down. So he just always brought to the point of crying. <laughs> That's usually what happens. And frustration of realizing, okay, you know, he, this guy's not hurting me. This is not hurting me. This is, this is actually not that bad. Now I can actually, if I just move over to the left a little bit, this can get a little better, <laughs> you know? And so he, he would let me work that out. And so it's always been that type of situation with, um, coaching with him. He's a good coach. That's what I would say. And so he made jujitsu a, good learning thing it's it's kind of god knew that i needed that type of coaching so he brought isaac and then george is an awesome coach and george is a totally different type of coach but he he's a good coach he knows exactly my style my my game he knows what i need to work on so he reminds me of uh of like a bad bad habits, bad things I do, wasteful grips, you know, a lot of bouncing. Why are you bouncing? (laughs) You know, what are you moving for? Make your movement a little more direct. So you're not just wasting that, you know? Yeah. Because I would spaz. I'm a spaz. So they're a well-rounded gym over there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And I'm not just saying that I do have a a very strong love for them. That's my jujitsu family. And that's where God brought me. He knew I needed a lot of growth and a lot of working out through things and that's just the way i do it now do you think that or let me go back just a second how do you feel uh that that the way you were coached uh has uh helped you in with the the, the women's self-defense class because uh, i'm able to share that i have the confidence to share what my coaches have taught me and what i've learned and give that same thing to those chicks share that hey look it's like when you get a new toy you know, you want to share that? I, my husband just bought me a new fly rod and reel. I'm going to make sure George has a rod thing. <laughs> so, and 
automatically I wanted to bring and show it to George. You know, if you get a new gun or vape thing, you want to show it off. So, you know, I have something my coaches gave me, a new toy, a new tool, and I want to share that with chicks. And I honestly believe every female should know how to defend themselves. Not saying you're going to go and grow muscles and be a badass or you can go and take on the biggest guy in the room. But no, like when you go to the store or go out to the mailbox or you walk into your house that you can, if somebody grabs you from behind, besides that natural defensive energy that happens, you know what to do with that because you've had it happen in class. You have that adrenaline bump. So you kind of build up a tolerance, not saying everything's going to work out, you know, right away, but you know what to do. You can give yourself two seconds to run, two seconds to react to something else. And that's all you really need is that split second between you. And that person doesn't know that you know anything, you know, any female, any female, it doesn't matter what age I go to masters. There's master seven females there, black belt chicks, Master six, black belts, you know. These are females who are 60, you know. They're almost 70. They're killing it. So, you know. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some of the, the therapeutic benefits that, that you've experienced. Uh, you're, you're older. Uh, I'm going to be 49 next month. I made it. <laughs> How do you feel? Awesome. I feel way better now. You know, I was really stupid and immature and wounded when I was younger. So I did a lot of um, crazy things to make up for those things and react to things. Now I'm a little more mature, not saying I'm way better, but now I know how to deal with things a lot better. And I have to say, jujitsu has given me patience to not patience, but a better understanding to deal with things like, you know, sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you'll react differently than when you're comfortable. So all right. Um, now, when you're uh, when you're dealing with uh, with some of the, uh, the the folks who who've never tried jujitsu and uh, maybe they're maybe they're afraid of uh, you know they, they've seen a, a UFC fight and they maybe you know they saw someone oh get their gosh. arm broken oh, yeah. um, and they don't want sweaty guys on them. Chicks don't like sweaty guys that way. You know, they like that's just you're so real. Man, that's uh, disgusting to them. All right, they get it. <laughs> So with that, so so with that being said, um, oh man, I gotta go. <laughs> um, chick sweat though. Chick sweat. We're going back to 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 chick sweat. Um, so how do you how do you you know um, what would you say? Like what is your your your? Story? I usually tell them to come to the female class. Okay. You can always, you know, when you usually uh, talk with people, you can tell what type of personality. Some people are a little more quiet, and you know. Going to a class with a bunch of people might not be what they want to do right away. And if it's a female going to a class with a bunch of sweaty guys is what they think automatically. They don't, no. that really doesn't appeal to them. It's, you know, it's intimidating. It can be a lot of different things for every female is different, yeah. you know, but some females are like, okay, I want to try that. It takes a little buildup and they'll try it. So I just tell them, come to the class. You can come to, we, we're open, you know, Monday through Thursday for the regular class. And then we have uh, the ladies classes on Friday because we don't have a regular class on Friday. We have open mats. So I tell them, come to that class. It's usually smaller, but you know, we're getting like, we've got like 10 to 12 chicks that show up. So that's, you know, that's a nice size class for females. And then, you know, they could, it's a beginner's class. So 
show positions and you know right now we're just working on closed guard and that gives them a chance to see what that's really about without the sweaty guys and having that oh i gotta roll with that guy what if that guy asses me and being intimidated you know by that well it's gotta it's gotta feel like a safe space like it's a safe space like we said earlier i mean you are uh, you're a world champion um, you know, you have you, you're only you're, one time. One time, I have a goal. You're also a purple belt. I mean, yes. you you have uh, hours and hours and hours of experience on the mat. So, um, I would say if, if you're a female listening to this, or you know a female that that right. um, uh, in the Soldatna area that that may uh, may benefit from this, yes, uh, come try the class. Come check it out. Especially Fridays, five to six is our class. You know, and I, I always tell, like, if the females come to class through the weekday, I have a thing I do, and it's probably my own sick mind of entertainment, a joke. I always tell them, come try sit on me. You know, right now, I'm getting ready for tournaments. So I weigh 145, you know, between 140 and 145. It just depends what I'm eating. And, and sometimes some of the girls are bigger, so they like, they don't want, they think they're going to hurt you. They don't want to try that. And some of the girls, they're like full on. They'll try to sit on you and it's funny. And then they get so irritated. They can't sit on me, which is funny. I laugh to myself. And then it kind of entertains them even more that, Hey, if you know, this chick could do that, I could do that. And they, that makes them want to try it, come back and try. Or some females that kind of doesn't, that bothers them. One thing about jujitsu, it's an ego breaker. Male or female, if you're a, you know, jocks or I have a lot of ego, overconfidence sometimes, mostly ego, not all jocks, but if they're good at something and they know it, they'll take it out on the not so good player. And so in jujitsu quickly, you know, that ego gets broke and it doesn't last. If you have, if you don't want to tap, I have you in an arm bar, you're not going to tap your elbow is going to hurt later. It might hurt that minute. That's up to you. That's your choice. You know, if it's a white belt, I'm a little nicer about it. But if they're trying to continue to smash, then tap or it might snap. It's up to you. <laughs> you know? yeah. I tell any and not every female, well, you know, you don't run into females that are usually that way. But every once in a while, you'll get a female that's very strong personality. Maybe she has a lot of anger issues. She's only expressed in a very aggressive way. So I like it. Come on. (laughs) That makes my game. (laughs) Can we talk about the kids' classes? Oh, yes, yes. I have, I call them my little map monsters. I work with the four, five, and six-year-olds, and they are monsters. I don't care if you're a parent. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're a six-year-old. Right? And so my basic, I, I show them positions. Every once in a while, we, you know, try to get a real good move in, but do their four, five, and six. I, I could be SpongeBob. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll be Lady Bob on them. Ready? Roberta. You know, Roberta Bob. And it, you know, it'll last even five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my square gi on, <laughs> you know, and it, it's fun though, but they naturally have skills. You just kind of buff it up, brush it up feed on it, you know, and work with the, and it works with little kids because they're bully kids too. Little kids naturally learn like a pecking order. So if you have a quiet little docile kid and you have another kid who's very rambunctious, 
and you put them in rolling, well, that little docile kid feels kind of intimidated. But, you know, if you make it equal and say, okay, so now you get to hold, this is closed guard. You get to hold him in closed guard, you know, and that gives it a little equal balance. It's more, hmm, okay. So I have a six-year-old daughter who loves to get in fights in school. She is the smallest kid in her school, height-wise. That's right. And yet, when she walks down the hallway, and she's in first grade, I watched my own eyes, third graders, step to the side to let her little short body walk by. Last year in kindergarten, a little boy who was in third grade pushed her off the step of the slide to go up to the top first. He got the third step up. She pulled his feet out, so his head at the steps all the way down. And then she proceeded to sit on his chest and punch him in the head until the teacher pulled her off. Would her go into that class teach her not to be violent at all times to kids that make her mad? Yes. Yeah, that's another thing. So sometimes we learn what works. If this works, me pulling pulling your hair or punching you because you took my pencil and I didn't want to share that, then I'm going to do that every time. And other kids learn that, oh, they're going to punch me no matter what if I, you know, don't give them that. But you don't want that, you you know, because you want a kid with a strong personality to keep that strong personality but you want them to be a controlled, self-controlled personality, you know, to know that even though I'm stronger and bigger than you, I don't have the right to come up and take your pencil. You know, even though you're stronger and bigger than me, you don't have the right to come up and take my pencil, but I don't have the right to stab you with my pencil. That could happen. A little kid will take a pencil and stab, you know, or I smack the kid with my skateboard because he took my skateboard. I was a little kid. I was eight years old. That was my thing. So I should have been in jujitsu then, but the Gracies didn't bring it over yet. So, (laughs) you know, but we have kids that come to our class that have anger issues, social issues. You know, I mean, you can't let a kid go around punching other kids or adult go up and kick an adult, you know, in the shin because they don't like what you said to them. So you have to, they have to learn social manners, you know, and that our class will work. Serious. It's just because there might be a bigger kid there that there might be actually a littler kid there than her that will stifle that. Well, let her know. It's with her. It's weird. She doesn't get in trouble for no reason. It's if someone pushes her or someone doesn't to her that she reacts. But like her dad, like me, if you listen to me, I'm going to oh, say something yeah. worse to you back right. to make sure you understand the point. And she has many times in school had a problem, but yet... The school teacher's always like, she's so nice and so happy. And then it's just a self-control. Someone takes her pencil, so she smacks him with a math book in the face. And I'm like, right? bad idea. No, it's a strong personality. I have a young female. So my youngest is, uh, well, she's 15 now. But when she was three, her brother was five. So he would do the brother thing and go and punch and pinch, you know, and antagonize. And Elo just had enough. She's 15? Yes. Oh, holy smokes. Just going back, ladies and gents, I I met May when I first moved up to to lovely Nikiski, Alaska. Her daughter, May, was in my wife's class. Yeah, Elo was in uh, Heather's class. Sixth grade? She was like 11, 12, maybe? Yeah, I think when Heather first, yeah, she was probably 11. I think they're almost 11. Well, anyhow, she had decided that her brother had punched her and walked by and he was talking to me like and he didn't do anything no big deal and she walked right by picked up this book and slapped him across the head no warning 
put the book down and just walked off. I was in shock. He was crying and it was like, okay, now what do you do? Because I mean, he was picking on her and she had every right. She was just retaliating yeah. a little later, but I had to explain to her that's not acceptable, you know? And so you just have to show them other ways to deal with things. And I just feel that jujitsu shows that with anybody, little kids, you know, and when they learn as a kids, they have, they have an easier time when they get into the upper grades you know, junior high really is a hard time for kids. It's the awkward age of your body change and personality and everything changes. So, you know, it gives them that foot, the, foot up in the door when they get into junior high and high school. Well, I think there's that. There's also, that you know, that they know some junior high kids. They know some high school. Yeah, and, they, and they're comfortable with that, yeah. dealing around with situations. Well, it also, I mean. Uh, Communicating. I like I like jujitsu for for kids, especially because we're not talking about you know like um, any like head trauma. What these kids are learning no. is is that they're learning you know in in a safe environment. Especially if they've got a good coach, very um, safe environment. Take and advantage of I mean take advantage of that. You have that's one of the things I tell people about being up here is like we have some really really great opportunity. If you're an athlete, like this is a really good place to train because right. we have. We, there is great coaching up here. There's great, you know, experience, and there's the the isolation of being away from it. You have some really really cool gyms in the area, but you don't have a lot of the um, the interference that you would have if you were someplace else. If you were in like living in Dallas, like we just brought my uh, one of my kids up here. He's uh, because there's so much to do. There's so, so much, much to, to do. do. Uh, but now imagine you are, you know, you're a professional athlete. You've got 50 things going on in your head, plus all of those distractions down there. We're you know, too much stimulant for me. That's yeah. why I live in Nikiski. Oh gosh, yeah. Nikiski's growing. You know, we're uh, we're actually, I think, almost as big as Kenai people wise. So it's kind of like, eh, there's a lot of people coming back here. Well, there's also there's that there's um, the, the possibility of the opening the uh, the AKLNG. Oh there. yeah, that yes. Um, you jobs know. opportunity oh my gosh yeah um but uh, like it'll, it'll i think that'll take away from my favorite thing about nikiski which is uh like the, the trails quiet the trails just you know small town life is nice we have small town life with big town issues like every small town in yeah. the entire us of a is going through right now we all have our opiate issues i always tell people <laughs> opiate and meth is like the coffee now your yeah. world but You've also got good food out there. We do have good food. The treehouse, that Charlie's. Oh, what is it called? It's not Charlie's Angels. It's a. Uh, is it Charlie's Angels? I think it's Charlie's, Angels. Charlie's Angels. There's B and H yeah. and Charlie's, and I don't. Tracy. Know. Yeah. Tracy House is a really cool pizza place, but yeah, the treehouse. You know, Mel's been my. It's like uh, you have people you meet in life you're not born with. They're not your like blood sibling. But for somehow, you just know God put you together, right? I've been privileged to be there with watching the birth of two of her children. And that is the most amazing gift anybody could ever give you or invite you to. You know, it's always a very personal thing, having a baby. And when you're invited to another woman having a baby, that is like the ultimate, to me, the ultimate friendship gift. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's something you just usually share with the daddy and, you know. It's a pretty intimate moment. Yeah. So the treehouse and what do we got? Uh, I think there's another, there's the, I know there's a, like a, a food cart. That comes oh, out every we got a, you got a group called a place called compass, which is awesome. Let me talk about compass. This, this is the Shout kid. out to compass Todd Brigham's, um, 
That guy quit a buku job on the slope because God had tugged on the heartstrings and he really had a heart for the youth out in Nikiski. You know, we have a lot of not orphan youth, but we call them orphan youth. <laughs> so he has a club out there for an after school program. They come in if they need tutoring help. There's just adults there that'll help them uh, get things together if they have like any, uh, any help uh, with paperwork of school. Anything, you know, trying to get a job, resumes. Oh, my gosh, there's so much to do. There's a lot of people that actually have, and Todd and his wife, oh, I'm probably going to mess up her name. I'm not going to try because I probably will. But they really put their hearts into this, and it's an amazing thing to have out north because the Kiski kids, they don't have a lot. We have the rec center. If you don't drive, you can't really get to town. There's no, like, a movie theater. There's no, like, games. You know what I mean? There's, there's not a lot of stuff There's not to a do. lot of stuff to do. So that's really kind of funny you said that. I find it awesome. Um, me and my friend Ty, who's always here at the shop with me, me and her just are in the infant phase of trying to start a big brother, big sister on the Kenai Peninsula. Mm-hmm. We have, we both have this idea that there's, that if you're a kid, you know, when I was younger, I got in trouble, you got community service. What does that consist of? You sweep them up a floor to business for, you know, 30, 40, 80, 175 hours. If they let you. And then, yeah, and then that's it. What did, you, what, what did I learn? I learned not to get caught. I learned next time be smart about how I'm going to break the law. Me and Ty, we were talking about it one night, and we decided we want to get a hold of those kids and actually sit down and talk with them, do stuff with them, let them know that you're going down a bad, bad road and try to derail it at the infant phase. Right. Kids are getting in trouble in school. Have them they'll get a hold of us. Have us go meet the kid, talk with them. Let them know we're not your parents. We're not your mom and dad. We're not your auntie. We're not your teacher. We're going to be real with you and say, hey, you're going down a dark road. Let's help you. But at the same time, we're not going to coddle them. And be like, it's okay, you little boozy. I know you got mad. No. Like, what, what, what were you thinking? You being dumb. Knock it off. But we've, the, the kids around here do need something. And I am glad I got to talk to you because after this is all over, I want to get the name of that guy so we can get a hold of him. So we can correlate some stuff together. Because right now, me and Ty got the first kid we're working with. He's been in like nine fights in two years in school. He is all about fighting, proving that he is the biggest, baddest, toughest kid around. There's usually an issue, reason for that. It was funny because we, we took him to lunch. We got him after church. Um, he thought it was funny that I was up front preaching. And then took him out to lunch. And he's like, but you can cuss. I'm like, it's... It's a different world, Jesus buddy. Works. He works. He's still working on my filter. We exactly. have internal filters. Mine's like wide open. Some people have fine filters. I have I don't like have a. One. Yeah, I think mine's but not connected. I found it very ironic. The kid was so tough and trying to prove the whole time he out with him how tough he was. Yeah. I had him come to my house and play PlayStation VR. And I had him play the one where you put the little headset on so you feel as if you're in the game. He was in a little tank, a little cage, goes underwater. You see the cool fish. And he was having a great time. Until the shark appeared. And then he started crying, stared at the floor, shaking. He took the headset off and he had tears in his eyes. He goes, that was so scary. I'm like, oh, but you're you're so tough. How did a game scare you? Right. And he looked at me and I was like, I'm trying to teach you something here, buddy, that no matter how tough you think you are, there's always a weakness in everybody. And you, you don't need to worry about your weakness of being secure. What he didn't mention is that he hit the kid in the gut with a bat. <laughs> he just like whacked him. <laughs> just whack. That's when the shark hits you. <laughs> Kidney sharks. But it, to me, it's the kids don't need more to do. So, and I, I think it's very funny you're here to mention that because I was trying to talk to Ty actually this morning about trying to find other people in the community that are doing little things. 
and try to correlate us all together to give the youth a well-rounded thing to do. That's the reason I started the female class out at the rec center was, you know, you, there's nothing like for the young females to do. And, you know, being a chick, I've always been put in different situations. Everybody has stories. It can be your sob story, your victim story, or they can be your victory stories. So I have a lot of victory stories. You know, it took me a long time for them to become victory stories, though. There was a, a lot of growing there. And I would have to say, Jesus knew I needed jiu-jitsu because that did a lot of growing. But I knew that I know for a fact there's females out there that need that, that confidence building that I got through jiu-jitsu. You know, being in a bad spot, having this terrible feeling come over you and still being able to have a little control because I can get into a better position, right? For the second, this sucks, but later on I can make this work. And so in life, same thing right now, you know, when I was little, my mom wasn't a very good picker of husbands. So my first stepfather was a pedophile. And then my second stepfather was, uh, he just liked to punch me. I don't know, personality conflict, right? So for a long time, probably until I think I was 12, there was this show, this is like off rabbit chasing. Anyhow, there was a show called Something About Amelia, and it was a pedophile show in the late 70s. And I saw that show about, and Dan, the guy who played on Cheers, remember that guy? Oh, Ted Danson was the daddy, right? But he liked his daughter, Amelia, way too much. So she was at, you know, same age as I was. I think she was 11, 12. And so it showed that this was happening in very middle class, good homes. You know, people would see these people and not even think that, right? So, you know, I thought, oh, that's same thing. But, you know, being... uh growing up thinking that was okay. It, I was mentally slow on thinking that's not okay. <laughs> so there was a long period where it still continued going on. And then when I was able to leave the house, because I just left, you know, between getting tired of doing those adult things and being punched on, just get tired. But I was a very angry, angry kid. So I did a lot of thieving. I hung out with a lot of other angry kids, we would break windows, car windows, we would throw beer bottles. I mean, we did a lot of, I didn't have any, any like supervision. So there was these street preachers in Oceanside on Hill Street. Now it's called Coastal Highway. But this guy, this guy was like, you would picture the street preacher, you know, standing on a corner. He'd come every Friday. He'd, Friday night was hooker night. Hookers on every corner fighting. You know, first and 15th, military guys getting paid. It was a brawl through it. People would come down. Hookers from San Diego come down, make a little extra money. This guy. Shout out to Cass Smiley uh, and her album, Hooker on Spinard, available on Spotify and YouTube. Sorry to right, you. Right? <laughs> Right. So, She's so, my friend and she has a she has a comedy festival yes. coming up. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sorry. shout out. Right. So he would the street preacher would come there every weekend and we would as punk 
the kids give this guy rations, never said anything nice to him, talk a lot of mess. And he would always ask us, if you were to die right now, where would you go? Heaven or hell? We'd be like, we're going to hell for the party. You know, we were smart Alex. And he'd just laugh and he entertained him, I think, you know, thinking that we thought we were that bad, you know, so cool. And one, well, right where he preached at, actually, there's a, it's still a poker club, you know, underground poker club they have, right? Well, this biker guy comes up, him and his lady, walks out, and this guy's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, he probably weighs 350, big dude. I mean, Hell's Angels hang out in Oceanside, so, you know, it was like, we were waiting, that preacher guy goes, hey, brother, if you were to die right now, and that guy turned around and he goes, fuck you, suck my dick, and he whipped his dick out. It was a, you know, okay. you can see it. So, and us kids, you know, us teenagers were like, we were in shock because we were really starting to respect this preacher. I mean, it was like, okay. this guy was starting to work on us. God was doing his thing. And we were like, oh, that guy just disrespected you completely, you know. And aren't you going to go over there and kick his ass? And he looked and he goes, no, nope, God will deal with him. I'm here for him. I'm here for you. And it just blew us away because everybody we knew if somebody looked at you wrong said something to you wrong it was a thumping fest you know what i mean it was just that's or you could you were a punk so you didn't want to be a punk <laughs> you know what i mean we were like he just punked you <laughs> the preacher was laying the foundation in you guys oh my gosh that guy that did more than he and he even knows what he did you know there's a toby mack song that talks about a street uh jesus freak and it talks about a street preacher. And it was just like this guy, because this guy, every weekend, no matter what, he came down there to talk to his kids and hookers. By the way, shout out to street preachers everywhere. Right? I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the the pseudo documentary, They Live, but there's a street preacher in there telling us about the aliens among us. Oh, yeah. hey, they're half-breeds. I like demigods, whatever. Well, kind of. Okay, oh, so yeah. <laughs> have you seen They Live? It's uh, no. starring Rowdy Roddy Piper, and yeah. oh, they've got aliens and sunglasses, and so so. Um, if you there, are, there was that movie. Ah, man. Okay, so if you, if you put on these special sunglasses or you get the special contact lenses, you can see the aliens walking amongst us. Now, the aliens have little portals that they go through that um, sort of time travel or space travel get. It's it's very cool. It's um, <laughs> lays a lot of foundation for for a lot of different ideas that people have now in um, as far as as far as conspiracy <laughs> theories go. And I hate to use and, and uh, conspiracy theory. Get away from that. <laughs> theories. It's all theories. Different theories. My husband's into that. Different alien theories. Yeah. No, started. Well, I mean, you know, people like scripturally you look at it, and when the angels came down, they use that one a lot. I just saw it there on the. Alien planet, I think 120, whatever. So it says how, you know, the angels came down and messed with the humans, which they did. It's in Genesis. It talks about they visited. And so that's like when the giants came out and, you know, they have uh, some documentation of taller giant people. So they were saying, were those the ones that the aliens, you know, the aliens or the angels, however you want to say, came and did that. Well, yeah. all, I mean, almost all civilizations that I, that I can think of have some sort of um, linkage, some history that goes to some, to aliens. You'll see them. Um, you'll see aliens in uh, religious paint, or you'll see spaceships in. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
you'll you'll see spaceships in like uh, religious art uh, from the um, the yeah. Middle Ages. Right, right. Then you know, yeah, there's all kind of, there's all kind of stuff out there. The Sumerians and the Anunnaki. Sanskrit. That's what on the Sanskrit it shows like different things where it talks about. Uh, the planes, you know, birds in the sky and how they would say like some of the cross figures, they thought that it was the cross was like God appearing, but it really, it's like a plane, you know, how you have the lights, but you know, for them back then, they didn't know. So I guess, yeah, you know, sex is for everybody, aliens, people, you know, there was a band called alien sex fiend. Were you a fan? I, yeah, I never really gave him a chance to, to really sit down and listen, but I have it iTunes. Like I think it was a punk band. Yeah. I think it was a punk band. crazy names. You're, I think you're supposed to. Like, I want to found a punk band just to have a great name. I want to say one. Matt Monsters. Wow. <laughs> I can't scream that long, but. You know. Yeah, you just, then, then you play bass. You just. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do. I just like one. The fact that the punk bands have such a wide array of names that sometimes are really hilarious and they don't know why they have it. Right. My friend, uh, she had a band back in the day in Portland and her friends here always like to wear pink socks on her feet. So they called themselves the pink socks and they had no idea what that meant until I explained to her 20 years later what it meant and she was like, that's why we didn't get booked anywhere popular. I'm like, that's a good possibility. <laughs> it was a name change. You need a name was, change. There was a... Uh, pink little, crotch. <laughs> she said she other than pink crotch. I bet you they got more the band, the butthole surfers have got a lot of I play. know, that's what I'm saying. Pink crotch would have worked instead of pink socks. Gay Bikers on Acid was, uh, it was a band in the mid-90s, early, early Sex 90s. Sex Pistols? Dude, I used to really like... I used to really like the Sex Pistols. You remember they were like seven, late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, put together, not like a band. They were like put together more like a boy band than they weren't like. I don't think they were doing a whole lot of underground shows before uh, Malcolm McLaren got a hold of them. Probably not. Um, I think they were put together like the Backstreet Boys. Like I don't think that but that's Sid- very well done for us immature pl- listeners. You know. Yeah. We well, they were able to. Serious. They were able to pull it off in the seventies. You couldn't. I don't think you could pull that off today. I mean, you still do it. You still have. Uh, you still have products of of the music industry, products of of the business who aren't. You know, coming out of uh, like organic. Uh, they don't make any new music, you mean? No, it's it's even worse than movies. It's it's even it's even worse. It's- I just heard this song on YouTube called "The Pot." The Pot. <laughs> it was actually kind of cool, and they had actually a bunch of horn instruments. I think it's called the tanner sax, the weird long sax that goes like that. Is that the tanner mm-hmm. sax? This guy, he could jam. He made that thing sound beautiful. You know, they had the trumpet. They had the trombone. It was just a really nice sound. And the chick that was singing, her voice fit every single bit of it. Perfect. For me, I I love bands. But when I hear a good saxophone player, I will stop everything and just give 100% well, attention. Gonna, I'll play that later for you. Solid. Yeah. I love it. It was actually kind of nice. I listened to the new Takashi 6 9 last night. I don't even know what that is. I'm sorry. Is that a drug? It's the guy who's in jail right now. He's in jail. Yeah. He's, oh. It's a long story. We, we've covered this in previous podcasts, but he's a guy with rain. He legitimately looks like a, like a troll doll with, with face tattoos. Hair. But his face tattoos and over his body, he has 69. 69. So you think a guy... He's going to jail with 69 on his face. He was like 5'7", 110 pounds. And he's shorter than that. Is he? I he's think a little he's... short dude, skinny. With, like, he's gonna be with the girl. rainbow, rainbow hair. hair. He's gonna be the girl with sixty nine over his body. He's going to get pleasured 
Well, not he's, really. No. He's going to give he's guys gonna pleasure. show a lot of pleasure. So my husband sends me a lot of weirdo. You know, we have a construction marriage sense of humor. So our love language is kind of funny. But he sent me this video where this chick had one of those Brazilian booties going, you know, and it's big old, and she's doing her, she had the butt panties on. What do you call those? Uh, booty shorts? No, those, booty shorts? the floss, the floss panties, the oh, G-strings. G-strings. She had, so all you see is cheek, and she's doing her thing, and then all of a sudden, she, he's like, all right, look, she's really getting her ass going. And then you, it goes to where this guy is, has his arm up to shoulder length and another guy's butt. And he's like, oh, this is so awesome. (laughs) It's just the most fucked up scene. It just changes. I said, so you were getting hard, like thinking, oh, booty chick. And then all of a sudden, bam. (laughs) You know, my friends see a lot of those videos. It's a very depressing time. Oh, Oh, cool, cool. No, that's it. No. I want to send them to my wife, but she's, she's in class. Yeah. No, he he sent me one, but. So, the blind unicorn. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I know. Um, it's bad. Yeah. I got, I've got stuff to do. May, yes. you've got stuff to do. Yes. Thanks Dave, for the you've got stuff to do. Thank you so much, May, for Thank hanging out. Thank you for out. having me. All right. If, so, if people want to train with you, where do they do At that? At Redemption MMA or Redemption Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think we are now. And MMA. We still do MMA classes. So I, it's over here on... Um, at the old uh, Sodotna Bowling Alley, if ever anybody old knows about the old Sodotna Bowling Alley, or the Bingo Hall, or the Bingo Hall. Now it's the Thai food. Thai joint. food. There's awesome, Thai food, Korean awesome food. Thai food there. Oh my gosh! Um, if you're into Thai food, <laughs> so there's that. Good. And there's, there's that. Uh, what's it called? Garden uh, Gypsy or something like that. Right there, it's a beautiful shop at the end. It's by the. Um, I think like Inkwell used bookshop. Inkwell, yes, yeah, right actually, yeah, yeah, so in that building. If you have kids, bring your kids in. I'm a, I don't cuss when I'm with the kids, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> but I wait till the adult class. I've gotten really better about that. Because <laughs> I have four kids. So. My kids are construction kids. So they can't, <laughs> I can't use them. All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Have um, Dave. If uh, if they want to, I don't know, if they want to reach out to us, how do they do that? Wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com. If you know someone you think would be a cool guest, you'd probably make them a cool guest. Yeah. If there's someone you want us to reach out to, we can reach out to them. We'll try to get them on We'll here. try. I mean, we might get someone to do an impression of them, but we'll tell you up front that we're lying to you. <laughs> we'll be honest liars. Yeah. And if it's someone who has an accent... It'll be a bad. It'll be a terrible impersonation of them, but we'll we'll get it. We'll make it happen, and we'll just tell you it's fake up front. You know, we're real. We'll we'll be honest with you when we're lying. All right, that is woke and baked podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, be sure to check out Iron Asylum AK on Instagram and fifty one fifty vapes also on Instagram and Facebook. Also, be sure to check out Redemption uh, MMA Redemption Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on Facebook. Be sure to look them up on Instagram. I don't know if they have a Twitter. Uh, I don't. They have a location. Go see them. They there. have a location. That is probably yeah. if you four fifteen to five fifteen. I'll be there with the little mat monsters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you.